biggest movie and TV news. And sorry for the audio setup this week. We're on vacation. We're on vacation, but that doesn't that doesn't stop the show. No, it does not. But the new big movie this week is Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. And I have a a troubled history with this franchise. I've seen Transformers one, four, five, and Bumblebee. Bumblebee, I think, is pretty good. Transformers four, I it's a it's a it's a guilty pleasure movie of mine that I saw when I was nine, and it had dinosaurs in it so that made it better one and five five really was awful one was okay so it's i just I, i've had a bumpy road with this franchise i think everybody has at this point and i was really excited going in with the trailers and stuff but to this new film but it i, I just have a very mixed reaction to it i put out my social media first reaction it's very i have a very mixed reaction to it i do want to talk about my positive first although there's not very many but the big positive the main big positive was I love this movie every time nobody was talking and we just had crazy cool action scenes. It was great. It was great. We got to see all the Transformers fight and stuff. We have, there's probably three big set pieces in the movie. We have the one at the museum. That one was pretty cool. I love how the human character, the human characters had great involvement in that one. I'm, I'm trying not to spoil anything too deep. The one in Peru was awesome as they all tumbled down the side of mountains and stuff. That was awesome. But that's finally when the beast showed up. And then the final fight, which you see in the trailers, is kind of a dull and dull and lacking area but it was still so cool the cgi was a bit off in that final fight scene but i really did enjoy all the fight scenes because it was great um yeah honestly the action was my only real positive thing about this film but that carried it because that was probably a good 40 minutes of this film was action so it, it was a good chunk of stuff that i enjoyed and also dominique fishback she plays one of the i think her name's elena she plays one of the main characters in the film one of the human characters she was great and she really carried a lot of her scenes she made me very interested in her character and i think she she had a very cinematic quality to her and she was she shot she she shone she she shined she shined um she shined very much in the film and she was great but now i want to get to my negatives which is most of them first of all there were barely any beasts in the movie for a movie that is called Rise of the Beasts. There were barely any beasts in there. Uh, there was there was the Optimus Primal, which is the gorilla-like one that you see most in the trailers. And you see the bird one that's played by Michelle Yeoh. Those two definitely get most of the focus. But there's two other ones. There's a jaguar and a rhino. The jaguar probably said one line and the rhino didn't have any lines, I don't think. And I was like, oh, I want to see more of the rhino and the jaguar. They didn't get to do much, which sucked. I was like, we're calling it Rise of the Beast. Give us more. Give us more of that. Um, the Autobots never really stuck to me either. Um, Pete Davidson's Mirage, a lot of people were praising him. I don't really like Pete Davidson or anything. He's just one of those comedians that just gets on my nerves. I, I know it's, it feels, I'm sorry, like nothing against the man personally. I just don't like his style of comedy and I didn't like his character in this one either. And then Optimus, I felt he was his worst here. Like I just didn't enjoy every time he popped up on screen. I felt like he was a whiny baby, basically, this movie, which I think that was intentional, but it was kind of annoying. And then RC and Bumblebee, they didn't really do much at the movie. They looked really cool, but they didn't really do much in the movie. Um, the main villain, well, main villain's Unicorn, but the main fighting force is Scourge and his two little underlings who I have no idea what they did. But Scourge, he was voiced by Peter Dinklage, which I was really looking forward to. I love Peter Dinklage. I love Tyrion Lannister. Peter Dinklage is great and everything, but they like he voiced them, but they like construed his voice when they made had made it look sound and technical. They like took away all the Pete Davidson stuff to it. It was just, the the whole villain was kind of meh. It got cool when they ripped off his mask at the end, but it was that whole villain scourge was meh. Unicron was cool, but honestly, a little too big to be going for the first one in the new franchise. But it builds off Bumblebee, but it's kind of a new franchise. I think it was just a little too big to go, and it, I just I didn't love the villains in this film. 
But the movie really lost me with the central character, Noah, played by Anthony Ramos, who Anthony Ramos did a very serviceable job. He's a great actor. He did a very good job, but the stuff he was representing, I just I just never connect to it or his brother's storyline. For some reason it just it just didn't connect me with maybe it was the cheesy dialogue. Really bad dialogue for all the characters. It, was, it, was not, it wasn't just no; it was all the characters. It was just truly awful. It made me laugh out loud a couple of times, but I was just, I was just not on board with the main character, nor the main Autobots. I liked the Beast, but the Beast didn't have enough to. I was just wasn't on board with the main character, nor the Autobots of the film, and that's where it lost me. So anytime there was a cool Transformers fighting, it just, uh, it just wasn't good. And then, but I do have a little mini rant here. They, I, this is more about more movies in general. Is that when? They show, they play a trailer and they show off a character and they show off scenes of the movie with the character, you know, and then the movie, they, they fake kill off a character or they kill off a character in the first, in part of the movie, but they show off clips after the fact that they have killed like, oh, I haven't seen that clip yet. So that means they aren't dead. They do this every time. It's so annoying. They did it with Black Panther. They did, I'm, there's tons and tons of examples, but it just annoys me. Don't show off clips from the end of the movie that spoils what happens to this character when you want to have some drama drama to it. And then one of the things they put in main trailers is like the cheering scene that everybody got super excited for in the theater. But I think it could have been even better if they hadn't put it in the trailer. So trailer houses, stop spoiling these movies, please, please. But yeah. I, there's so many good movies out right now. I really enjoyed Gardens of Galaxy Volume 3. I love Fast X. I had so much fun with Little Mermaid. I really enjoyed it. I went and saw that again. It was great. Across the Spider-Verse, one of the best comic book films of all time. One of the best animated films of all time. Best movie probably of the year besides Dungeons and Dragons. So there's so much better movies out right now. And I would definitely recommend all four of those overseeing this one. I definitely, if you're a Transformers fan, I understand you want to go see it. But if you're not a Transformers fan, either way for streaming or you just, you really don't have to see this movie at all unless they... They they set up a sequel in it, but I really hated the, the I re, uh, I don't want to go into it, but I really hated the ending of this film, and I'm sure you understand when I when you go and see it. But I'm just like, oh no, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And you know when you see it, it made some people happy. I'm like, oh, I really hated that ending, and I don't like where this sets up. I don't want to see a sequel to this. I like the I like part of the setup with the Transformer side. I don't like the setup with the human side. Just let me say that it was just, oh, no. <laughs> so yeah not not one of my favorites of the year probably one of my least favorites of the year but i know some transformers films transformers fans that are loving this but it's not one of me not me um and now for the reactions for everyone else the first reactions for the film came out a week ago and they were pretty positive calling it a fun movie but now that the full reviews have come out reviewers have gotten a little more cutthroat with its rotten tomato score coming in at 50 i think it's 55 percent currently which is still far ahead of transformers 2 four and five scores all those all those combined together is still less than transformers rise of the beast rotten tomato score it's just it's absolutely absurd what michael Bay did this franchise but yeah i expected a tad bit better for franchise whose last one was bumblebee which had a 91 percent rotten tomatoes um and i didn't enjoy this film and i understand why so many people don't but i was kind of expecting more a higher score considering it's kind of a crowd pleaser whenever it comes to action scenes but i, I really didn't enjoy this movie um bumblebee I liked it, but I didn't love it, so I'm surprised it has a 91%, to be honest. I recently watched it, and I had the same reactions when I first saw the film. It's pretty good, but nothing special, but it's carried by Haley Steinfeld's brilliant performance. Um, I want her so many more movies after Spider-Verse, and then we're watching Bumblebee. She's great. I love her. I wish she showed up in Transformers Rise of the Beast. She gets a little nod, but nothing. Um, but I think on the audience, like usual, when it comes to these type of popcorn flicks, are mostly going to assume the film is like the past Transformers films, the Michael Bay ones. The person I went and saw with thought Michael Bay still directed this one. I was like, uh, no. He said, um, he said they need to get a new director for these after so many years. I'm like, they did. It's the Creed 2 director. He's like, oh, 
Well, I didn't like that director. <laughs> so that just goes to show some of my other people's reactions that I went saw this film with. Um, I don't think this Transformers film, just like the past one, is not going to have long legs, but I think people are going to get what they expect here. Um, the box office predictions have been all over the place, with some estimates calling for the film just to open with $40 million, while others are estimating that the film will open with $70 million. Um, in the middle range right now, it looks to debut with 50 to $60 million at the domestic box office and 100 to 110 five million five day overseas for a global total of 150 165 million debut um but box office tracking has like recently gone off rails post-covid as these programs haven't fully updated to the new times just last weekend we saw spider race was predicted to have an 80 90 million opening and it came in at 120 million so tracking is all over the place at this point so i have literally no idea how much money this how much money this movie is going to make um the early ticket sales in china also aren't the best in the moment and that's where the franchise makes the bulk of its money outside of the u.s so hopefully this can make back its whopping 200 million budget i would have tried to keep it 100 150 bumblebee had a 100 million budget and it made 400 million so they made a good profit there but raising up to 200 i don't know if they're making money on this one um and they hopefully if they don't make their money they can't make those sequels they set up in the film and that they have been talking about um Paramount just keeps releasing their films with awful movie dates. Just a little rant about it. As this comes out the week after Spider-Verse, which had a record opening, which we'll talk about in a second, and then The Flash and Elemental next weekend, there just isn't enough money to go around. Paramount also put Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves in between John Wick 4 and Super Mario Bros., which just cut off its legs with families. It makes me so sad because I want to see a sequel to that way more than I want to see a sequel to Transformers. Um, please watch this movie on streaming. It's so good. Please this is, just watch Dungeons & Dragons. Also, Mission Impossible 7... Bishop Oswald Dead Reckoning Part 1 or something. It's coming out July 12th, and the weekend after that is Barbie and Oppenheimer. I think Mission Impossible 7 would be the biggest movie of those three, but Oppenheimer has the IMAX screens locked down for three weeks because Christopher Nolan is basically their spokesperson at this point. That means Mission Impossible 7 will only have one weekend on big IMAX screens, because most films are relegated to this summer, and he, Tom Cruise is so pissed about it at this point, and he's trying to plead with theater owners, but I don't think it's going to work. It's too late now, man, <laughs> because the pre-sales have already gone on sale for Oppenheimer. I would just push Mission Impossible one week up where it'll be competing with the insidious red door this is over the fourth of july weekend so there's a lot of money to go around or whatever the sec and then they have the second weekend of indiana jones which i don't think is gonna be too huge the tracking came on just for that and it's people are have an estimate between like 60 and 100 so it's not the biggest film i think you can compete with indiana jones on the second weekend so that's a much better idea than delaying the film anymore they, they moved around the least day like seven times to this film i think uh, i think it's just ridiculous that oppenheimer gets imax three weeks because that film looks really good but it's to some people it doesn't look the best to me but it's not the type of film no matter how many how no matter how much christopher nolan plays it's it's not going to make a ton of money and it's not going to motivate me to drive an hour to see an imax so yeah paramount please get your release dates in check so we don't have box office flops when it could have prevented it by just releasing the film at a different time so we'll see how transformers does but i don't have high hopes with the surrounding competition it may open strong in the u.s but i don't think it'll have legs with the surrounding competition we'll see as i said the box office tracking has been way off so who knows who knows so transformers it's ho it's it's its hopes are up in the air at this point. Reactions are in middling. The box office might be middling, so this might just be a middling franchise at this point. Um, but speaking of box office tracking being way off, I want to delve deep into the box office performance of Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. So, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse overperformed to a 120.6 million opening at the domestic box office. What an outstanding achievement for it. That makes it the biggest opening of the summer above Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which did 118 million, Little Mermaid, 
that did 95 million over the three-day weekend, and Fast X, which did 67 million. But for total year, it's second behind Super Mario Bros. at 146 million for the three-day. Um, the first film back in 2018 into the Spider-Verse, that opened only to 35 million, and this more than tripled, almost quadrupling it. Very and very impressive because that movie. That movie was so good and had time to build its audience with it being on Netflix as long as it was. And it won Best Man feature at the Oscars. Um, and Across the Spider-Verse itself is being celebrated across the country. Um, it received an A cinema score, less than the first A+, but I think that's due to the film's cliffhanger ending that left a sour taste in a few people's mouths. Especially those that didn't know the film had a second part. I recently saw it with my sister this past week, and she didn't know it had a second part. So when the movie ended, she was like, uh, that's where they're ending it? I thought we had 30 more minutes to go. How dare they end it like that? And she was, she was, she loved the movie, but she was very upset where they ended it. Um, but it's not the highest rated film ever on Letterboxd. And I think the highest rated super movie, superhero movie on IMDb, that's, it's just incredible. I'm so happy this movie's getting rewarded for being a good movie. They're making money because they're a good movie. Uh, Paramount, please take this as a sign to make a Dungeons and Dragons 2, because I think you could see an increase like this. If you made a second one, invest in your audience like Spider-Verse did. Um, overseas, the film opened with 88 million, a very good start overseas. Um, 20 million ahead of Little Mermaid, but playing very similar to it, except for the fact that it's doing a lot better in China, which surprised me, honestly, but I think they like their superhero fare more than that. But thankfully, they don't have people review Bomb Spider-Verse like they did to the Little Mermaid. Um, I think the box office performance we see here will probably mean we're going to get more Spider-Verse films after Beyond the Spider-Verse, which comes out March 20... Right now, it's scheduled March 29, 2024. The creators have said they won't do a fourth one, but I could see Sony making them or make or getting another creator. They'll do it with or without Phil and Chris, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Um, I could totally see them Sony. They're making too much money off of this. They're going to make. They're going to try to make a fourth one. I bet. Also, who knows if that third film is going to make that release date because Haley Steinfeld said she hadn't recorded any lines for part three, which seems absurd. And the creators don't seem to care if they miss the third film's release date, which. I'm okay if it means we get a film, we get a better film, but I really don't want to be waiting forever to get a third part, and I don't think the audience wants that either. Um, I see Miles Morales and live action, live action being in the MCU and being years away. That talk was kind of more of a selling point of the movie, but I think we will definitely see that Spider Gwen animated spinoff that they talked about probably within the next two or three years if they can get the ball rolling quick, which makes me really happy because I love her character. She stood out amazing in this film. And you can never have too much of Haley, Haley Steinfeld. She's not overexposed yet. She's great. I love Haley Steinfeld. Put her in everything. <laughs> I think this film could get a Best Picture nomination, or at least it should. I think the film should be in the conversation for Best Picture winner, but I don't see Academy members doing that whatsoever. They've only ever nominated three animated films for Best Picture, Beauty and the Beast, Up, and Toy Story, none of which won. And the whole reason the Best Animated category was created was so that Academy members, members didn't have to vote for an animated film for Best Picture. People need to put some respect on animation because they've had the two biggest opening weekends of the year with Super Mario Bros. being the biggest movie of the year with $1.3 total. Even if I didn't love it, you got to expect the money it made and the animated medium as a whole. Um, I'm so happy for Spider-Verse. I think Beyond the Spider-Verse can even build upon this opening. Um, second weekend for Across the Spider-Verse, I think it will have a high 50% drop just because how big this opening is and with Transformers coming out, even though that might do middling, but I think good word of mouth is going to carry this to a mid 50% drop, hopefully lower, hopefully lower. I just want all these movies to make tons of money. So just, I don't want the movie industry to be thriving. It's always good. Even as movies you don't like, you want the movie industry to be thriving because then they get to make more movies. Um, but Across the Spider-Verse is always making, already making a profit. So it'll be just fine. Um, Ooh, that's not making a profit quite yet. It's The Little Mermaid, which second weekend fell 57% to $40 million, which is worse than what I was hoping for, but better than what many others expected with the pop competition of Across the Spider-Verse. It's playing right now 
just like Aladdin on the dom- in the domestic front, which is very good for the domestic play because they'll probably end with around mid three hundred million, um, which is really really respectable. I'm gonna go actually. I went and go see it again on Wednesday, and it was very fun watching the film again. I think I enjoyed it more the second time actually. Um, I think I saw it with some better people. <laughs> I think it'll hold a a lot better this coming weekend because Transformers has a much different audience when compared to The Little Mermaid. Overseas is a different picture as it's just not playing well in a lot of Asian markets. Um, it's good. It's playing good in Latin America and Europe, but those markets are just not big enough to make up for the loss of Asian markets. Um, it's looking to finish with around high 500 million to low 600 million, which is right around the break-even point for this film. Disney will make movie on this make money on this movie in the long run on streaming to Disney plus, but more importantly in the merchandising sales, which they are just making a boatload of boatload off of. They're making a ton of merchandising sales. Um, Disney definitely hoped this film would do better, but it isn't falling on its face. It just shouldn't have had a $250 million production budget to begin with. Um, a movie that might lose money is fast X. It continued a steep decline in its third weekend with it coming under 10 million, which is just, it's just awful. The film looks to finish even lower than predicted coming in, at the high 600, like 690 to low 700, which means this film will likely lose money for Universal. They are definitely having discussions right now to lower the budget on the fine, the final Fast film, which just got its date for Fast X Part 2 is scheduled to come out April 4th, 2025. So it's not forever. I just wish it would come out next year. I feel like that would have timed, could have timed a lot better. Um, but they'll make that movie and they will make the Hobbs movie. They just need to make it quick before the audience loses all interest, before that all evaporates. Also, hopefully they'll bring over the writer of the Hobbs movie to Fast X Part 2, who also wrote six earlier installments in the franchise before they shoved they shoved <laughs> they shoved him out. Um, the unlimited checks of Vin Diesel. <laughs> the unlimited checks of Vin Diesel could once write are now over. And I think a reality check is set in for the franchise, which will now have one big finale after the Hobbs movie, of course, and calls it quits because I before they lose a ton of money. Um, some of these franchises like Fantastic Beasts, Secret of Dumbledore, uh, it just it could be in the future where they're just their franchise films just come out and completely collapses. They lose a ton of money. So I don't want that in the fast franchise. And I think they need to get the ball moving quick before they lose all their momentum. Um, Universal Norvin Diesel want that. So that's done with all the box office talk this week. I want to move in some Marvel news, not across Spider-Verse news, but some Marvel Cinematic Universe news. And that is Captain America news. We got our first official look at the fourth Captain America film, which got a new title from new, it changed from Captain America New World Order to Captain America Brave New World, and will will be releasing May 3rd, 2024. I actually like the original title better because I feel like it means we see a commentary on the power structures of the world, and this one kind of seems cheesy. I don't really like the use of Brave in any titles. I don't know why. It's just, it's not for me. I didn't know why they changed the title because I really like the original one. But it's just title, and it doesn't matter at all, and it's more of a marketing technique. The only time I think an awful title really hurt a movie was Edge of Tomorrow, that Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt movie, because that didn't really say it didn't represent the movie at all, didn't say what it was about. And then the other big one was Birds of Prey, the fabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. That was a long-ass title, um, and it should have just been called Harley Quinn, because everybody was confused. Nobody knows what Birds of Prey are. And they ended up changing the title and publicity, so they, sh- they ended up changing it to Harley Quinn, Colts, colon, Birds of Prey. So they knew it was a bad title. They had to change it after the fact because it did so bad. So it's not that big of a deal, but it's, it's, I just didn't like the change, but I mean, it's fine. It's just a title. It's not going to scare anybody away. As long as it's Captain America front and center, people are going to be good. Um, we also got our first official look of Sam's new Captain America suit um, that it leaked a few weeks ago, but it wasn't a very clear picture. This one's a little bit clear, but it's from the side, but I really like the dark blues being used here. The white suit at the end of Falcon Winter Soldier, I thought looked really cool, but it wasn't my favorite Captain America suit. And I think a Captain America suit should be blue. Um, we're going to go on stealth missions here. And Sam and White would stand out 
everywhere. <laughs> also, imagine cleaning that thing. You would get like one blood splatter and you could not get it out of that white. It's just not happening. Um, the bright red undertones also pop and I just really like the suit and can't wait for the Funko Pop and Lego minifigures of him and they're going to look so cool. Um, Harrison Ford also makes an appearance in this photo and he seems to be really enjoying himself and he might be back for later films indicated by Anthony Mackin saying he can't wait to work with him again. Um, I may be looking into nothing right now, but I hope this means he's not just one and done, which which makes me happy. Um, his pants also looked ripped in the photo again, indicating that we are 100% getting a red Hulk in this movie. Please, please. And a ton of other Hulks too. It's going to be an all Hulk fest. It's going to be so cool. I enjoyed Falcon Winter Soldier, but I wasn't that excited for a fourth Cats America film until we more info started coming out. My mom actually loves Falcon Winter Soldier. It's her favorite Disney Plus show. I don't, I don't understand how, but she likes it way more than WandaVision and Loki. I'm like, are we, are, are we really related? But she loves Falcon Winter Soldier, and I think she's really excited for this film, to be honest. Um, but more info has started to come out that Hulks are probably going to show up. Those are just rumors at this point, but we have Harrison Ford playing Thaddeus Thunderbolt. Thunderbolt. Why did I say it with that accent? But he's playing that character who turned to Red Hulk in the comics. We had She-Hulk come in and set up that blood transfusion stuff. So I think we're going to get Hulks, or at least I really hope so. Um, and it also comes out that this movie's probably going to lead directly into Thunderbolts. Those movies are going to be a pair together and address what happened with Tiamat and the Eternals. And I think the street-level action is what been missing from the MCU lately, with most of our movies taking place in out-of-this-world places and dealing with the fate of the universe. Even a normal street-level hero like Ant-Man is dealing with out-of-this-world stuff, which is just, it's not what you should have done with a character like Ant-Man. Um, we do got Secret Invasion coming in two weeks, and I hope all these projects can be excellent. And on level one of Soldier and Civil War, I'm actually really excited about this. I think Secret, I have high hopes for Secret Invasion. I think a very serious adult drama thriller could be great and what the MCU really needs. And I, I hope it works out. And hopefully Thunderbolts doesn't get too delayed because of the writer strike so that these two projects can still come out in a short span. Because right now, Captain America is scheduled for May 3rd, 2024. And then Thunderbolts is scheduled for the end of July in 2024. And I think that's just like a great time frame in between them. But the writer strike might throw a wrench in all of that. Um, I feel like I say this every week, but studios, please pay your writers so this can all end. I love having a big movie every week, and I don't want the strike to impede that, which it will. The directors just got their deal, and the actors are about to negotiate theirs now. So hopefully if the studios are coming to terms with the directors, it means the writers can get what they're asking. Although it does lower the bargaining power since the directors didn't go on strike, and the actors might not as well. But we'll see this all play out, and hopefully it'll be over by the end of the summer. I just hope the studios come to their senses and realize they need to pay their writers. They just need to. And then for coming next week, The Flash, it's finally releasing. It's finally coming out after six years, six years of delays. The drama with Ezra Miller will hopefully end in the next couple of weeks, and I can finally say goodbye to the actor and all their mistakes. They're showing up to the premiere, but they aren't allowed to have any questions being answered, so hopefully that means they don't have a future with this franchise. Um, I think the movie will be pretty good, though, and I bought early access tickets for Monday, so you'll see an early reaction from me once I get out of the movie. I'm not expecting anything fantastic, despite how many celebrities have been talking up the movie. It kind of seems desperate at this point, but I'm glad I'm finally seeing this movie so we can move on with James Gunn's new DC. I just want him to do a complete reboot. Please, James Gunn. I just want to I just want to start over. Just let me start over. Um, recently, it came out that they already have written the Flash sequel, but I think that it was way before James Gunn took over, and they are just trying to use that to promote this film. Same with the Batman and Batman Brave and the Bold leak of Annie Muschietti. The director of Flash is set to write, set to direct that movie, and it was rumored that the writer of this might also write that film, but that seems to be squashed. But it seems like Andy Muschietti, who made the It films, which I love both of those, and The Flash, is going to direct Batman Brave and the Bold, which I think is a cool idea, but I think that's more to promote this film, and nothing's 100% at this point. Um, 
You can go to this point. They're just desperate to get people out of this movie. They are losing a lot of promotional tactics to get people to see this movie. I'm just, I'm just so done with this movie and all the baggage that came with it. We are finally done. Also, the four reviews came out for the film, and they aren't as good as what it's been hyped up to be. With it coming in the low 70s on Rotten Tomatoes, as I said, so many people, mostly celebrities, and um, those who would benefit from the success of the film have been calling, like David Zaslav, have been calling this like the best or one of the best comic book films of all time, and it, it just isn't. Um, the film has been overhyped to death. I think that lowers my excitement for it a lot as well. And many of those that didn't like it attacked the film for a clunky third act or gets a little crazy. I'm all for a little crazy, so I don't think that'll bother me too much, but we'll see. Um, others are criticizing Ezra Miller. It's a few, but they are doing it and not the film itself, which I don't think is fairly judging the movie, which is what critics should be doing. But I do understand that it's affecting people's viewership because it's affecting mine. And I don't think it bothered me. I don't think this whole situation bothered me. Warner Bros. just said they are not working with Ezra in the future. This is already filmed. This is coming out. All the other people have worked on it and you want to support the other people that are working on it. But the fact that they haven't given any word to what Ezra's future is just makes me not want to go see it. It would go a long way. It would go a long way if this, it's all getting overshadowed by Ezra Miller. If you just say Ezra Miller was our great flash in this movie, we will not be working forward this actor in the forward. We will not be working with this actor moving forward so they can focus on their personal life. And that'd be great. I just I want that. I want our brothers and Easter dresses because they never have, and it's getting exhausting, but I'm so glad this movie's finally coming out next week. So we can say goodbye to almost all this drama. I'm just, I'm ready to get this movie over with. So let's, let's just be done. Let's just be done with it. Um, Elemental also comes out next week, and I was really looking forward to this movie before I saw the lukewarm reactions that have come out after Kane's. It makes me sad because I thought we were going to get another all-time Pixar film, but it doesn't seem like it at this point. I've lowered expectations, lowered my expectations greatly, and I just have, I'm just going to go in expecting to have a pleasant time. I'm not expecting to be blown away by anything. Um, Pixar got a wake-up call this week, though, with them losing 75 jobs, one of them being the director of Lightyear. So hopefully this will kickstart that studio back to its former glory before it was hurt deeply by the insane actions of the one former D Disney CEO, Bob Chapek, by putting every Pixar film straight to Disney+. What a stupid guy, especially after you see what the animated performance of Super Mario Bros. and Spider-Verse. Look how great animated films are doing. They're not relegated for streaming services. It's just, oh, Bob Chapek, you were such an idiot. I'm so glad you were gone, but you damaged the Pixar brand. I wanted to see Soul in theaters. I wanted to see Luca in theaters, and I wanted to see Turning Red in theaters. They all would have been great in theaters, and you all you screwed it up, you idiot man. I'm so glad you're gone. And then the last movie that's coming out, we got a lot of movies coming out next week, is The Blackening. I have no idea what I'm going to be able to make to see this film, but with both The Flash and Elemental releasing, and also the fact, as I said, for the bad mic quality, I am on vacation. But this movie looks really, really funny, and I'm going to try my hardest to see this film, unlike Boogeyman, which didn't look good enough for, to me justify seeing it over the movies I really loved, seeing those movies again. Um, it also wasn't big enough to justify me seeing it, reviewing it, but I will try to see The Blackening and maybe talk about it next show. We'll see. We'll see. It looks so funny. I just... I really want to be in a big crowd with my friends and just laugh about all those jokes. So we'll see. I might have to wait till I get back in town to see it. Um, but that'll do it for this week's episode of Seeing It All. What did you think of Transformers Rise of the Beast? Did you love it? I hope you loved it. I didn't like it, but I hope you loved it. <laughs> Make sure to check out my next week. Ch check back in here next week for my review of The Flash and Elemental for sure and possibly The Blackening, maybe. Also, my early reaction for The Flash after seeing it will go up late Monday night because I don't think the screening is still 9.30 at night, which is really late. Hopefully, I can convince one of my family members to come with me while we're on vacation. I don't know if I will, but I bought an extra ticket so that one of them better because I don't I don't want to go by myself. <laughs> but I will be giving my first social media reaction to it on Monday night, late Monday night, and all my social media platforms. Make sure to follow me there on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and I just started a YouTube account where we'll try to upload some of the audio, but I will 100% upload those first reactions to there. So make sure you follow me on those platforms, but thank y'all for listening and y'all have a great night. Thank y'all again.